to episode 38 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about news pertaining to entertainment and video games, and we also review what we watch and play over the week. This week is full of news and games, everyone, so let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, with us today is myself, Barry, and my co-host... Uh, Johnny Silverhand, a.k.a. Craig. Uh, interesting. <laughs> I'm not, not going to have to put you in parentheses. Yep. Silverhand. Silverhand, yep. The rest of it. And we have a guest this week, and he's related to me by blood. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey guys, I'm Brandon, and I am usually a mostly a PC player for now, but I have done a fair time with my PlayStation as well. So most of my stuff will be about the CPU here. Yeah, right and... <laughs> <I'm>... Well... <laughs> I will ignore that comment, Craig. Alright, that's fine, that's fine. It's nice to have, you're kind of the first real, I think, primarily PC player that we've had on the podcast yep. uh, for, for the most part. Mega Ran probably does a decent amount of PC. He didn't really specify into that as much, but you're probably the first one we've ever had that's pretty much solely uh, PC for the most part. Yep. And then with that, we're going to go ahead and get into the news, which uh, the news is going to be kind of all over the place this week, because I guess the first segment I'm going to go with is Cyberpunk. Yep. As the game came out on Thursday, and it's kind of a train wreck, to put it in simple, uh, to put it in easy terms. For the most part, Cyberpunk 2077 came out, and it is very rough on base last-gen consoles to the point where CG Product Red is apparently trying to offer refunds with Sony and Microsoft, and they kind of didn't do a good job of that either. Uh, Yeah, they didn't talk to Sony or Microsoft about it. Exactly. So people (laughs) who have been trying to get refunds from Sony have been saying no, because that that goes against their policy for the most part. Like Sony's kind of bad with the whole return policy when it comes to digital content. I haven't heard as many horror stories about Microsoft, but even then... Uh, CD Projekt Red said people who bought the game physically should go to their retailers first. Which that isn't going to re- work either. Yeah, I don't think they realize <laughs> how that thought. works in the United States. Very good thought. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think any of those are going to work. I think your best bet is if you bought it digitally to return it that way, especially on like Steam. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard as many bad things with Steam, but also I also hear that Cyberpunk isn't running nearly as horribly on Steam, right? Or if you have a computer. And then with that, Cyberpunk also made back its money in development. Pretty much everything now is just pure revenue. We'll see what happens. Put it all back into the game. Yeah, but (laughs) we're going to see what happens with how many people do returns. And then Cyberpunk just yesterday apologized for the performance of it on base gen and how they should have probably been more straightforward with showing how it was going to perform and with a bunch of promises of updates. So... We aren't going to review Cyberpunk just yet. It's going to be in the other in the next segment to give you guys something to hold on to. But this is a uh, Cyberpunk pretty much released how I expected it at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we're both the two of us are playing on next gen consoles, so there's that. Like neither, none of us are playing on last gen, I don't think, right? Nope. Okay. No, I haven't bought in the game, but I do know one of my one of my dear friends who I, I play a lot with bought it for his computer, and his computer's really high performance. But the only problem is he's having the same problems as PS4 and Xbox players are. Okay. He's getting glitches all the time, and he's he said the game's crap right now. He doesn't want to play it. He's going right. to wait for a very, very long time before he goes on trying to beat it. Right. That's... 
Yeah, a little bit of a mess right now. And uh, IGN changed their last-gen review to a 4 out of 10. Yep. I saw that. <laughs> I didn't see what it was beforehand. Did you, Barry? No, so what they did is they ended up splitting up the review between okay. how it reviews on next-gen and how it, re- how it reviews on current-gen. Mm-hmm. Of Current generation was a 9, I believe. It was either a 9 or an 8. And then on last-gen, which is considering regular PS4 and Xbox is a four out of 10. So they kind of did a split between how yeah. uh, reviewed by. I'm kind of torn on it because on one hand, like I, part of me says, well, you can't expect a game to run on older consoles. Well, but also part of me says, if you're going to offer it on those, then you better make sure it works. That's just part of the deal. Like if, if you knew it wasn't going to work or you weren't going to put the time in, then don't even offer it. Just make it a next gen only thing you know, a Series X and PS5 thing. But I, again, like, I understand people's frustrations that it's not running on their base Xbox One or PS4. I get it. I would be upset too. Yeah, and from, from my point of view, it's both kind of parties are to blame here where mm-hmm. people were putting so much pressure and getting so angry at CD Projekt Red for continuing to delay it. And they probably felt like they had to re- release it regardless of the state it was actually in. And CG Product Red really probably should have put more realistic expectations on what right. the game was going to be at launch and how it was going to perform. Or at that point, you know, you should have just delayed it again. I don't uh, know if they could from like a financial standpoint. I feel like they were probably getting pressure that it had to come out this year. Yeah, and that's that pressure from other people. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think they could win either way. If they would have delayed, there would have been a huge uproar. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, I got a quick one if you want to hit that real quick that just got announced today. Among Us is coming to the Switch today. Yeah, the indie, uh, the indie thing that they showed. That's wild. Oh, Out of nowhere. I didn't see if it was free or if you have to pay for it on Switch. I would assume uh, it's probably paid for. Yeah, uh, I would assume it's probably paid for. I know on Steam it's like five bucks. Right. Do we know if it's still free on mobile? Yes. Because I have it on mobile. See, because when we downloaded it, before I even had bought the game, because my brother here told me that it was free on the, mm-hmm. the mobile. So we, we got it on our phones before we actually bought the game on PC. But to think that they're making that much money off of just everyone playing PC, if they right. could have charged like a dollar for people playing on their phone, I'm sure they would have actually a lot more revenue. Yeah. That's why it probably makes sense for them to charge something on Switch, even if it's five bucks. It's yeah. five bucks confirmed. Okay, five dollars. Yeah, that makes sense then. And then I'm I'm gonna assume then at some point it's probably gonna end up on the other consoles as well. You would think. That's a feel like yeah. that's an easy port. Yeah, yeah, it sh- yeah it should be pretty easy. I'm I'm hoping that when we when we played uh among us when it was first out there were a lot of problems with matchmaking and putting in codes and not actually getting in the lobby you were trying to get into so i'm hoping that they're porting these things with the intention of uh, boosting up their server space so that way people can you know get into the games they're trying to without all the issues that the internet did have with that game when it first got huge right yeah that was just like a short one i wanted to throw in there because i just saw it Oh, right. even I just looked up a couple things before I came on here. I did see that the uh, Fortnite version of Among Us is actually coming out as well. So Fortnite is actually 
trying to make a game just like Among Us, two spies, everyone has to complete tasks. I just read a short little article about it, but I did see it's supposed to come out either, I think, sometime next year. I have no idea how that would work. <laughs> it's going to be same old Fortnite stuff, Fortnite characters, two spies, and everyone else has to complete their mission before they're eliminated, apparently, on a space station. So it's almost copying off Among Us right from the get-go. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, they just put the Halo, right, in Fortnite? Like, you could play one of the older Halo maps? So I guess they just yeah. go off whatever's popular. Yeah, whatever works, I guess. They're just looking for something to get them a little little more money than they already have. Compared I wonder to if that, is that like an official tie-in with Among Us, or is it just something they're stealing? Uh, I don't know if it's an official tie-in. I just kind of looked it up real quick. But it to me, it seems like they're basically just stealing the same exact idea. Okay. Same exact thing as Among Us is, just with Fortnite. Okay. Good Good for you, Fortnite, I guess. <laughs> What else you got, Barry? All right. Well, I was actually going to go ahead and let Brandon get into okay. the uh, Game Award breakdown. Uh, we're pretty much just going to go over all the rewards and go over the announcements, and then we'll kind of talk about what stuck out to us during the show. So I'll let Brandon take this part away. Now, while I haven't played most of these games um, because <laughs> I'm mostly on PC, I would have loved to get into a couple of them, but uh, I will kind of be the the host for this one and let you two talk about it as we get down to the the later parts i can kind of add in my thoughts there but uh so of course here are the uh, game award rundowns so uh the last of us 2 won a lot of awards including game of the year accessibility game of the year and sound design mm -hmm. uh give me your thoughts on how you guys enjoyed the last of us 2 and what you thought about the game and all the awards it won well i know we had talked before uh, Barry and I about the sound design. I for sure thought it should win just because of the whistle uh, with that one scene where you get shot by an arrow and how terrifying that was. So that alone for me made it in my eyes win for sound design. Um, game of the year. I mean, that's up to, I guess, everybody's discretion here. I really enjoyed it. I mean, we had a big, long podcast about it, about how much we liked it. So I'm not upset. I know a lot of people were. They for whatever reason, and I'm still trying to figure out like the turn that happened on The Last of Us, where I feel like when it first came out, everybody was for the most part positive, and it seems like it's changed to where everybody hates it. So I don't really <laughs> know what's going on with that. <laughs> People hate things that are popular, and we we yeah. did definitely predict how popular uh, The Last of Us Two was going to win in awards. I actually didn't expect it to win as many as it did. But, uh, you know, this this is the type of Game Awards show that's based off of popular vote. And people really, really like The Last of Us 2. And the Sony fanboys are the ones who are probably going to come out and actually vote and do the voting stuff to make sure that Sony games uh, try, to win this kind of, try to win this kind of award. And Last of Us 2, out of all of them, and, you know, was the best seller, right. was the most talked about. Did probably the and and with story, you know, really shocked a lot of people with what they did when it came to it. It was kind of something that no one really expected. So I, you know, you know me and you, Craig, we, we kind of knew Last of Us Two was going yep. to uh, sweep it up, and I kind of think that wasn't a big surprise to many people. 
No, and I think the the best part out of all of it, I, I know we kind of talked about a little bit when we streamed that three hour nonsense that it was the Game Awards. Um, <laughs> that the best performance going to, and I always forget her name, but the girl who did Abby, I thought was hilarious. Laura Bailey. Yeah, just because the amount of hate that that character got, I thought it was kind of fitting that it won best performance. <laughs> it was almost like the Game Awards was like poking fun at everybody, saying how much they hated Abby, being like, "Hey, I, yeah, I know you all hate her, but guess what? She's gonna win." So, yeah. but I mean, it was cool to see that all three of them um, have won an award for best performance at some point, which is really cool. Yeah. I, I, as soon as Barry got the game, because I was actually up visiting him at the time, mm-hmm. The Last of Us 2 was released. And to say the least, as soon as he got the game and put it in and was playing it, I was kind of already hooked watching it. I knew right. it was going to be a good game because The Last of Us was already, it was so well renowned. But as soon as Barry put in The Last of Us 2 and he started playing it for a bit, I was like, wow, I can I could really see myself watching people stream this game or or watching him play. I didn't get to see the the end of it because we left, but it looks like it was one of the contenders for Game of the Year and it deserved to win. Yeah, agreed. Bought the special edition for it. It's got it's got to pay off somehow. <laughs> True. <laughs> Added to your collection of statues over there. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie though. A lot of times I look back over at that statue. It is a good like statue. It's not made cheap, you know, I and it's one of the few things I look back at and I went, eh, you know, I think I paid all I think I paid what I needed to for that thing. I didn't need the backpack. Uh that, that statue of Ellie is really well made and it, it was worth it. I'm glad for the whole thing that I did for that game and what we did for that game, I'm I'm definitely happy with that purchase. Yep. Now we wait and see where it lands on our top 10 list for the year. Yeah. <laughs> well, we look forward to that. So yeah. let's get on to the next one. Um, I'm not really good with pronouncing the names of these games. So uh, Ghost of Tsushima won Best Art Director. You got it. You pronounced it perfectly. Yep. Excellent. Just wait uh, for when I try and introduce the new Smash character. That one's going to be rough. Uh, <laughs> don't mess that up. It'll hurt my soul. Um <laughs> I think Goats is, I thought it was a lock for this category, right? I don't think any other game really came close as far as art direction. Yeah, it was, even considering how pretty, you know, The Last of Us 2 was when it came to art direction and capturing Feudal Era Japan, hands down, easiest probably pick of that they ever did. And the respect that they kind of did to to the game of Feudal Era Samurais and everything like that is just is really awesome. I thought this game should have won a couple more awards, but I'm just glad this game got recognized for something. Yeah, agreed. I I bounced off it pretty quick, but like I, you can still see the amount of time and effort that went into it. So it definitely deserved it. Always a good one. Um, <laughs> so next we have Tell Me Why won Games for Impact. Mm-hmm. I think, again, that makes sense, right, Barry? Yeah, and I know, Craig, you were primarily the one that played this, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the the speech really kind of spoke to me when they were, when one of the game directors was talking about how, how, you know, hopefully with the game winning award like this, other games start to take that brave step into being really transparent with a trans character and how, um, and how they can be represented in games and how they can tell their own story as well. So it's, you know, it, it's it's just good for gaming in general that a game like this does that. Yeah, and like this style of game isn't for everybody. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of the other ones I'm blanking, but like I usually bounce off them pretty hard. But this one was entertaining. And again, like 
that's just something we need to see more of going forward. And I'm sure we will with like trans characters being more out there and upfront in the gaming community. And I don't count cyberpunk really. I mean, they gave you the ability to be that, but like, that's not quite the same. And I think they kind of botched that a little bit, but. <laughs> and then for our next category, we had best sport slash racing racing game. Yep. Tony Hawk pro skater one and two. Now, to me, these games were incredible. To be honest, I did not play them um, on any new consoles, but when we used to play them on the older consoles, my God, did I love them. And the music, incredible. (laughs) Such a good... This is the one I was most excited about. I think you could tell when we were streaming. Like That's the one that I deserves it, and I'm so glad it's got the recognition. Like The amount of, again, time and effort that went into this game to make it look as good as it does, but also control and feel exactly the same as it did when i was quite a bit younger as a kid playing him so such a good game yeah and it's it's just nice that the fifa madden and nba games are so much more popular than what tony hawk pro skater one was and but i think kind of as a whole people recognize that you know fifa and madden are kind of bad (laughs) and (laughs) in, in what they did with next gen and last gen stuff so it's it's nice that uh, a game like that, you know, X Games, you know, skateboarding's a sport and, and everything like that. And with racing games, you know, there was really only Dirt 5 this year that I had competition with. Yep. So it's it's just nice to see something that's not Madden or not FIFA win this award. And, you know, the the best case for me is hoping that, you know, EA decides, okay, we need to make a better sports game. Yeah. next year so that's, that's all i can really hope for hopefully this gives the green light to remake the rest of the tony hawk games because i will buy all of them yeah we need underground we yep. need the underground, the underground. yep i'll take three and four as well but i'm gonna need underground one and two yeah one and two were definitely something that my brother and i spent a lot of time playing <laughs> yeah well, one of my favorite games on the older consoles i mean even with that like you had people playing Skate 3 and all this other stuff on Xbox 360, and people still play that. Skateboarding has been a great video game for some people. I mean, just playing the games alone was always so much fun, and to the point where I'd even picked up a skateboard when I was in high school and tried to skate, but <laughs> I came nowhere close to where I should have been, and I, I just kind of gave up after a while. But, I mean, these these games created memories in me and my brother because we were sitting there playing before, and we're doing... We're having so much fun doing Christ airs and and McTwists. I mean, come on, man. It doesn't get any better than that. It really doesn't. (laughs) Always one of our favorites. Yep. Uh, So we also have some games we're showed off. So Dragon Age 4, uh, the Mass Effect series is going to continue. Sorry if I butcher this, Craig. Uh, Sephiroth? That's pretty close. Close. That's pretty close. (laughs) Sephiroth. You were real close. I, I tried my hardest. I'm sorry I wasn't an English major. <laughs> I so don't think that's, that would have helped you. <laughs> that's the new uh, Smash uh, Fighter. It's a big surprise, and it's going to be a good one, I guarantee it. Um, Perfect Dark, and then you have Back for Blood, uh, which is made by the developers of Left 4 Dead. Obviously going to be probably one of the games of the year, to be honest, for me, because yep. I love anything with zombies. Uh, Arc 2 with Vin Diesel. Game of the year. Yeah. Oh, I I need to talk about this one because I am a huge, huge ARC fan and I love playing the game, but I'll save that for a little bit later. Okay. Uh, You have a new Among Us map. Of course, Uh you got Master Chief coming to Fortnite. That's going to be a good one. (laughs) 
and the Calypso Protocol. Uh, the game looks very, very similar to Dead Space uh, because the lead developer worked on Dead Space. Yeah. I love Dead Space, so uh, hopefully that, if it gets even remotely close to Dead Space, I'll be all over that. Yeah, and primarily overall, you, you know, we have Sephiroth, who was a huge surprise, and I, and I didn't expect another Final Fantasy character, but I think people were so surprised with Cloud in the previous Smash, why not do something with Sephiroth? I think it's cool. Uh, Dragon Age and Mass Effect, we really only saw, like, pretty much very short, short trailers yep. of them, and, you know, it's good that Bioware is doing something with those series still, because that's what's going to make them money. The problem is, is whether or not these games are going to be good. I refuse to get my hopes up about Mass Effect again after they just decimated my soul with Andromeda. <laughs> so, like, I am super, super excited that they're making another Mass Effect game and hopefully they can get back to the way they used to be because that trilogy is, like, one of my favorite gaming trilogies of all time. But th that last one was just so bad that I was one of the people saying that, like, they needed to just let it go um, and stop trying to bring it up so hopefully they learn their lesson but i'm going to be very cautious about that one for sure and i cannot wait barry to see you rage and get upset getting beat by sephiroth and smash yeah i'm <laughs> i'm going to stream you know when sephiroth comes out i didn't do it with minecraft because of course it's minecraft boy i really don't care yeah unfortunately for that you have to give minecraft steve a little bit more credit that dude's a legend <laughs> yes i get it but it's just minecraft and i i don't i never got into minecraft like everybody else did it was just was it's just not my thing it still isn't and we just we just have to see where it goes uh from, from there i just hopefully the character's pretty balanced and hopefully he's not broken when he first comes out and he has a really <laughs> yep. long sword so i'm gonna go with he's broken <laughs> Most likely. Uh, for me, I haven't really played Dragon Age at all. Um, I did watch you play Mass Effect for quite some time. I think it was Mass Effect 3. I don't think I ever watched you play Andromeda because it, it didn't seem like such a <laughs> such a banger. Yep. Um, I mean, for Smash, I think it's great that they have more and more people coming out. I own a Switch. I do not own Smash. And to be honest, I usually just main Kirby and suck people <laughs> in and jump off the uh the cliff with them and i just kill each other uh i do want to get it i would like to try steve because i've bounced in and out of minecraft for probably five six years now um and especially having my pc playing the mods in minecraft i mean it's it's so fun and new stuff constantly comes out so i i'd give him a shot but I, I do look forward to back for blood i think this is going to be a really good game i've always enjoyed the, the zombie games, more or less. Uh, Dying Light was always good. So I, I look forward to that one as well. And the main thing I want to get into is ARK 2. <laughs> I don't know how much ARK you guys have played. Not much. I've, I've played in quite quite some servers. I've made a couple worlds myself. I've bought in DLC. Um, I watched the trailer for this yesterday uh, while I was sitting at work. And I kind of got mixed feelings about this. Okay. To to me, when I first started playing Ark, I I liked the idea of okay, you're kind of like a caveman running around collecting resources, taming animals so you can build a base, and then you're trying to collect these artifacts to summon these god type creatures and try and kill them to get even better stuff. Uh, watching this trailer was very confusing to me. 
<laughs> I can, I completely see why. And that when we were streaming, and as soon as I saw Vin Diesel, and at that point, I, we had no idea what it was. I was already saying this is game of the year. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> Do not care because, again, like I said, like ninety nine percent of the games that Vin Diesel has been in, I can only think of one that was good. And that was uh, Chronicles of Riddick, Escape from Butcher Bay. But he tries so hard and he has such a love for video games that I can't hate the man for the fact that all his games end up being not good. <laughs> like deep down, he just loves video games and he loves to be a part of them. So 100% lock it in game of the year next year. <laughs> See, even like just watching this this trailer for this game, I'm sitting here like, Oh, okay. Uh, what's what's Vin Diesel doing in in Mother Nature with this child? He's he's caveman like, and then all of a sudden, these goblin looking things start jumping out of the forest. I'm like, uh, I'm trying to like, it's like re reminding me of Warhammer. I'm like, is Vin Diesel going to be in Warhammer three or something like this? Like, this could be incredible. Imagine him as like one of the gods, and you're just sitting there running over these goblin lizard boys with uh with dinosaurs that would be incredible and then as soon as it gets he gets into that cave and then he connects himself to this or it scans him he's at the ark and then he's like oh good night old friend or something like that i was like what this is arc two <laughs> and you loved it <laughs> uh, we'll see i guarantee you i'll buy it no matter what it's an xbox exclusive right uh i don't know I didn't see anything about Xbox exclusive. Okay. I'll have to look into that a little more. Um, but, I mean, if it comes to PC, I will probably end up buying it and trying it out. But I can't imagine that he's going to be, like, a main thing in the game, though. I feel like he's just going to kind of <clears throat> be there. Like, I don't think you're going to be playing as him, right? He's just going to be, like, one of the NPCs, maybe? Maybe, but I mean, like, there was no real, like campaign or anything in the first arc so i'm wondering if they're trying to make something with him where you play as him or as the daughter i guess mm -hmm. but to me i don't think arc ever really had a campaign you would pretty much start in a new world and just kind of build and try and make your own thing or you could go online and get killed by other players that were a lot better than you <laughs> yeah i guess i will wait and see i will at least give it a shot for vin diesel's sake that's I agree. all I can promise. <laughs> the true gamer in us all is just a Vin Diesel. Yep. That's, that's exactly. all it is. Exactly. Just, just need a little bit of Vin Diesel in your life. I need a lot of Vin Diesel in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, And, I mean, this new Among Us map, I haven't played Among Us in a while. I jumped, or I bounced off this extremely hard. We played it for, like, a solid week. Almost every day when I would wake up before going to work, I would play Among Us for two hours possibly with my friends mm -hmm. but i haven't played it probably in two or three weeks yeah it's it's it sounds about right we none of us really have either no. but the, the new map in among us is pretty much a hella carrier pad in a lot of ways that it's going to be a lot bigger uh there's going to be kind of separate areas where you can respond there's going to be completely different tasks there's going to, there's going to be a lot in this new map that people expect I just, uh, you know, it, it's it's regular Among Us stuff. And for a lot of people, this was a big deal because Among Us is still super popular, especially in the streaming space. 
uh, for us that played it for a week and kind of fell off, not that big of a deal to us. But, you know, it's something worth mentioning because people were excited for it. Yeah, the only reason I downloaded it on my phone is because my kid was trying to get me to play with her. <laughs> that was my experience with Among Us. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate, like, the amount of people that play it and enjoy it. I just knew it was not really for me. But well, that's a new very map, thoughtful. A new map is good. You know, you can't be playing the same one over and over again. And they got to make money somehow out of this. Yeah, I, I feel like they've made a decent amount of money. I mean, the game was out for quite a while before people started to really, really yeah. get on this train. But, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, other than that, I don't play Fortnite. So Master Chief coming to Fortnite, it's not really a, a big deal to me. And I've never played Dead Space. so. Oh, man, missing out. I know. Yeah. The couple things I'll kind of go over for the most part is Back for Blood. I, you know, a lot of people are going to look forward to it, and I think it's going to be good. I kind of like the whole Back for Blood, Left for Dead sort of thing. It, mm -hmm. it, I don't know. It's like a play on words, pretty much, with the four being in Back for Blood and Left for Dead, that kind of thing. It's just a matter of hopefully, hopefully, this game kind of does its own thing to to build on what Left for Dead was. I know that. You know, th this is probably going to be a big love project from the developer. They probably, Valve kind of shut down the idea of ever making a Left 4 Dead 3. So they, this developer went ahead and kind of pretty much looks like he made his own yep. Left 4 Dead 3 with Back for Blood. So I'm I'm just hoping that it that it captures that same kind of hectic fun that Left 4, Left 4 Dead got. I think if you went back and looked at games played for me on the xbox 360 if left 4 dead 2 isn't my most played it's in like the top two or three so i'm super pumped for this i'm hoping that it's console and pc and hopefully you know cross-platform would be nice um because yeah. i i am so excited to get back into a game like this again so much so many good memories from left 4 dead 1 and 2 so and then for me, the Calypso project, uh, as as Brandon mentioned before, it's from the developer, uh, one of the lead developers on Dead Space. Um, I'm cool with it. The the developer said he's looking to make this like the scariest game <laughs> yep. you could ever get. So I'm I'm a little bit holding back on it because I'm not a big fan of scary stuff, but I loved Dead Space. So I'm as as long as it's not scary like Scorn. I think, I think that's what that's what I need to get at. And, you know, it's it's funny right? now that I think about it, we haven't heard anything from that game no. since, since it was supposed to come out. So we, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's the overall the Game Awards I thought was pretty good. A lot more announcements and trailers than I ever expected. Yeah. Uh, because it seemed like it was we would go you know five announcements of things before an award got set up and then toward the end of it is when we started giving you know showing awards i kind of missed you know jeff Keeley really needed to go oh and here's one more thing for you guys it yep. was kind of anticlimactic to just kind of shut down uh after after the stream but yet again this is a this is a kind of a difficult time we're all in i'm pretty sure if it was a regular show that's pro probably that's what we would have gotten and Everybody's kind of waiting, you know, Nintendo really didn't announce much of anything yep. during that. So I'm kind of interested to see what Nintendo decides to do even after this little indie thing that they did this morning. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. Um, I felt like there was a lot of big games that we know are coming that I thought we'd at least get one of them here. And I know like they like to keep those for their own streams, but 
like I was looking for maybe a new look at Halo, um, God of War still sitting out there, um, even like Breath of the Wild 2, uh, Mario Odyssey 2 would have been fine. Um, but like all those big games, and I really thought we would get at least one, and we got none. <laughs> so it was a little disappointing for me at the end there. Trying to keep your hopes up. Yeah, I guess. Or, or something like that. Or even like a, another something with Skate 4 would have been cool. Yeah, I know we, I, had, we I, got that last time, but... I could go for a decent Skate 4. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. And one um, thing that I guess we really didn't... Or I'm not sure if you guys even saw. Um, while I was at work again yesterday, I also saw that EA was buying a... I think a racing developer called Codemasters. Yep. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any... like? I haven't played racing games in a while, so I want to hear your thoughts about what's what what EA could possibly be doing, other than looking for more money and people to buy in-game stuff. Yeah, I I don't know because Codemasters makes dirt, um, and EA already has Need for Speed, um, and I know that's kind of been hit or miss for them the past couple of years. I feel like Heat did pretty well. Um, but I think the Dirt series does well, so maybe it's just them thinking it's an easy cash in to get money out of, I guess. Yeah, and, and then I think for the most part, there's going to be probably some sort of co-development thing when it comes to Codemasters and the makers for Need for Speed. Mm -hmm. Most likely now, both of them kind of work on the same similar type of racing game. And I think EA is probably trying to get a stranglehold on the racing series genre with pretty much Microsoft and the turn five for 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 the team, bleh, um, pretty much just taking control of the of the racing scene because we pretty much have the exclusives and Gran Turismo in the Forza series for both consoles, and I think that EA is probably trying to look to master their own route and try to be the master of something that's going to be on both consoles. Yeah, it could be something that. Like the Need for Speed series has done very well, especially this past one. Um, Heat had did well with like the street racing scene, and it could be them trying to combine that and with how well Dirt handles like rally uh, racing to kind of come up with something that could rival a Forza Horizon. You know, like exactly. some sort of open world racing style game like that could be cool. So I guess we wait two or three years until they get something made. Well, does anybody else have any news stories before I just go over a small one? Um, I have just one quick one, but you can go ahead if you want. I was pretty much just going to go over uh, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft all pairing up to set up the safety principles yes. for online gaming. Uh, pretty much what this just means is the three biggest competitors in gaming teaming up all trying to make online play a little bit safer for kids. Uh, this year kind of brought uh, a change in a lot of the way online things are done when it comes to being racist online, when it comes to saying derogatory things or bullying people online. Uh, for gamers, it's going to be a better environment and not such a toxic environment once these three kind of set up something for everybody. I, you, you know, I, I have friends who, I had friends who had kind of derogatory names in a way. They didn't mean it in, the, I don't think, any foul term or anything like that. But, you know, they their gamer tags got claimed and said, hey, you got to change it. You know, it's they're trying to make gaming online a safer place for kids now that everybody in the world is gaming more than they ever have. Thanks to COVID. So 
good on them. They need to set this up. And hopefully it's set up and it's running sooner rather than later. Yeah. Couldn't have happened. It could have happened a while ago, but at least they're doing something about it. Yeah. Yeah, at least at least they're trying. And that means everyone that was screaming in Modern Warfare 2 lobbies on Xbox <laughs> and PS3, you have to watch yourself now. There's no more of that. They're still there. They're still there in, in Cold War and Modern Warfare. I still hear them. <laughs> I, uh, I luckily have not gotten into Black Ops, but uh, I mean, for the most part, when I was playing uh, Modern Warfare on my PlayStation 4, I, I was in party chats. I wasn't paying attention to the kids screaming in lobbies. And I mean, <laughs> the hot mics you get from Warzone, unbelievable. Yeah, they lead to some great stuff. <laughs> Um, so my last news story is kind of a personal news story, um, but I just wanted to let everybody know that I bit the bullet and I bought an Oculus Quest. So oh, did you? <laughs> I Excellent. Did. I did. Um, so as of right now, it's supposed to be here on Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas to myself. Um, wow, that's a good present. That yeah, is it was. Good, I know we Barry and I we were talking about it when we were streaming the Game Awards show. And, you know, I know I can't like they kept talking about like half like Alex kept popping up. And I was like, man, I have not bought into any of the VR. Like I didn't get a PlayStation VR. Um, my computer, you know, wouldn't handle it unless I build another one, which I don't really want to do right now. It just seemed like the the quest was the best option right now. And I've been kind of putting it off because it is a, an investment. Um, it's just like buying a console pretty much. But uh I've been wanting to try it for so long. Like my only experience with VR so far has been playing like Beat Saber twice. Um, so I'm I'm excited to play some of the the games out there, and we'll see how long I use it. I guess <laughs> I'm nervous that I'm going to use it for like a month and then it's going to gather dust. That's what I'm really nervous about. I mean, I I did the same thing. I have the Rift S, um, mm-hmm. so mine's basically more powered towards. PC games, but right. um guessing what you got the Quest 2 or whatever, yep. the one that's yeah, connected to Facebook. Yep. So my friend recently bought that as well. And he's I mean, the Oculus store has a decent amount of games. You just mm-hmm. have to find the right one for you. But he also bought the $80 cable that allows you to hook it into your, your PC and play games off Steam. You just it's not as portable as you would have it in right from the Oculus store. But there's a great amount of games. Um it's always good to see people trying out VR. I've been, I mean, I got mine probably a year ago and I didn't touch it for the longest time. So it did start to collect us, but as more of these developers started making different games for them, I mean, Phasmophobia, mm-hmm. uh, I remember Barry talked about it for a bit on another podcast or yeah. on one of the earlier episodes, but I mean, that's a great game. They keep updating it. It looks like they're getting another update. And I mean, um, there's so many games out there that have VR capability and people just have to see what, what they like and they can try it. I mean, yeah. Beat Saber is great. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Right. It can only go on for so long and <laughs> the music is kind of meh. So you, you should probably look into getting a mod or two to see if you can start downloading some songs that custom creators yeah. make. Like I'm such a sucker for music games in general. Love rock band, love DJ hero. I'm still eyeing up Fuser, even though I know I probably won't <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, even though that game released to no fanfare whatsoever. But I like I enjoyed Beat Saber the two times I tried it. But like 
there's just some other games that I know are shorter experiences that I've wanted to try. Um, such a big like Star Wars fan that like the Star Wars games they have in there, I'm definitely going to be trying those out. But like, it'll also help that we can start to review some of that stuff too, since we haven't really been able to. Yeah. So I guess an investment, I guess. <laughs> I'd say a worthy investment. Yeah, we'll see. Check back in in like six months and see if I'm still using it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all awesome. I got. I'll set a reminder six months from now. Ask mm-hmm. Greg about his quest. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's in a box in my closet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's going to be it for stories that we have in news. I know it was a long, you know, news stuff, but that's what's mm-hmm. expected. We had Cyberpunk and the Game Award shows go on last week. So it's, it was going to be expected. Yep. Now, f- with games played, what I'm going to say first off is I'm going to try to go into much as I can with Cyberpunk. But Craig and I do plan on doing an entirely separate, deep cut through right. of of Cyberpunk 2077. So in this podcast, we're probably going to go over, you know, our impressions and everything like that. But don't expect super deep cuts. No, not yet. Uh, not yet. About the game, c- considering that neither of us have finished it yet. No, I do plan on finishing it, though, for sure. Yeah, same here. I'm going to I'm going to finish it. All right. Give me those hot takes. All right, so one thing that I'm going to get right out of the way, Craig and I are playing Cyberpunk 2077 on an Xbox Series X. We are not playing it on the last-gen consoles, and I am not having as many problems as what everybody else is talking about. On Series X, really, the only thing I've been running into, first off, I haven't crashed at all. The game has not crashed once since I started it up. The the thing I'm mostly running into is things floating. Yep. Like cell phones just in <laughs> suspended in midair. I guess yep. like and I'm not even sure is that cyberpunk? Is that what the future <laughs> is? Just cell phones floating in midair. I think it's just the NPCs not rendering in, right? Yeah, that that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> With certain like graphical stuff literally popping in as you're doing it in one of the opening scenes pretty early in the game, you go to move rock and rubble away from you. And my character pushed it off, but the rubble, like the wires and rocks, was still sitting there as my character went to get up. And then a second later, the rocks and stuff kind of fell to where it was supposed to. So, you know, this game has a lot of bugs. That is without a doubt. But Mm -hmm. I'm not nearly having as many problems as everybody else is. Yeah, I will say it has not crashed on me yet. Not once. Um, I am having the same issue with the cell phones floating around. Um, other than that, I've had a, a couple cutscenes get a little weird on me. Um, and then some issues with cars when I'm driving kind of like clipping into me. Um, but that's about it so far. Uh, you can definitely tell with this game that like, this is not a next gen game on console. Now I know on PC, it does look very good. Um, but playing this on a next gen console, it looks good. But it doesn't look as good as like uh, Watch Dogs or uh, Call of Duty has looked or any of those other games. Um, So it's definitely not a next gen upgrade. As far as playing the game, I'm really, really enjoying it, though. Um, I'm super into the characters. I like Keanu Reeves character quite a bit. Um, I've just been having a really good time. I was super nervous about this game because I despise The Witcher, Um, but there's there's a lot of RPG elements in this game, but I don't really consider it an RPG. 
it's just more of like a open world action adventure to me. Um, you can get really into the RPG element, like a fallout, like you're collecting a lot of junk and then selling it or, you know, crafting with it. And the trees, like the tech trees are insane, like insanely detailed, but also like, if you really just wanted to play this game without all that, I think you could, I think you could just get better guns and just go through and shoot everybody. I feel like, so I've been having a ton of fun. Um, and since I haven't had any like game breaking bugs, I really don't have any complaints about it too much yet. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing with me. Now, moving away from bugs, like as Craig mentioned, I'm really loving the story too. Mm -hmm. The world that Cyberpunk has kind of set it is really awesome, and you can get lost in it super easy in how it looks and all the details that CD Projekt Red put into it. I actually think the side stories are even better than the main story some of the time here because a lot of these quests are – uh are are overarching there's multiple things you get to do with these quests it's not just a one time talk to this character do it some of the times other times you know it's a five five step quest line and one of the things that i did want to mention and i just found so awesome in this game is i'm tracking somebody and i'm trying to find them and um i'm you know they tell you to go to a certain booth and meet a character in there i never met that character i snuck around walked around and hacked stuff until i unlocked some optional part of the quest and that's something that i really haven't seen in a game in a long time where you know it's it told me where to go and i literally did not obey it one bit (laughs) i went ahead and did something completely different and found another way to complete my task and i just thought that was the coolest thing yeah and that's something that i've seen in a lot of games so far from that and you know, cyberpunk, I think, in a lot of ways does deserve all the hype and praise that it got, um, you know, and it's it's buggy. And I knew that coming out. I, I knew it was going to be buggy because of how ambitious this game was going to be. And I just think that this game is only going to get better in time th- uh, with them continuing to update it. And cyberpunk is going to continue to succeed. And I can't wait to see what they come out with DLC as well. Yeah, and not to like completely left let them off the hook because there's a lot of things that they promised this game would do that it just is not in the game. Um, being able to customize your car, your apartment, um, even the the wanted system is just completely gone from what it was promised a year ago. And I think that's probably stuff that they just had to cut to get the game out there. Uh, but I did want to mention that one thing that was interesting for me right now is playing this game and just kind of like walking around the city and like taking it all in was cool. But aside from that, like playing that and then walking out into the living room right now, because right now my wife is replaying GTA five, um, walking out and watching her play that and realizing like when you compare those two games, the open world in GTA is like a, a million times better um, and mm-hmm. more realized. And that game's how old it's insanely old, but it was kind of jarring because like I enjoy being in night city in cyberpunk and I think it's pretty cool. But when you compare like the top tier of open world game, which would be a GTA, it's really not even close. Um, the NPCs just kind of walk along. You can't really interact with like the street vendors and that kind of stuff. So there's some stuff that could be better, but overall, like what I'm getting out of it, I'm happy with. So 
Now, I, I did want to ask Brandon a specific question here. And, you know, you're a PC player. You know, you've said it before. Now, in a world where, like, everybody is literally talking about cyberpunk, is there something that set you off that you didn't want to play it or didn't feel the interest in playing it at all? Like, what what was your reason for not getting it? Because really, everybody else has. <laughs> That's true. Um, well, at least in my friend group, it wasn't as popular. I mean... Trust me, I love GTA V, and they've done a credible job of keeping that up. I mean, the DLC that they've been releasing for that is is always good. I got back in, into it maybe like two years ago, but then I fell off again. Um, but I mean, I love the Casino DLC, but Cyberpunk, to me, it just wasn't as involved in my friend group as some of the other games were. Um, I would love to get it, but... To be honest, I probably would not buy the game until I, I knew that some of these things were fixed. I, my PC probably would not have a problem running it. Uh, I probably would not get it for my PlayStation 4 because I have a friend at work who bought it for PlayStation 4 and she can't even play it. It just keeps crashing on her. She literally said, I, I want to play this so bad. She had a day off as soon as the, the game came out. Could not play it on the first day because there were so many problems with it. So for me, I would I would love to get it, but right now it's kind of on the back burner for me, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And it's good points as well. Did anybody else play anything else other than that? Um, they dropped like the... I'm going to forget what the other name is, but they dropped Super Hot, like the second Super Hot on Game Pass. I so, did see you play. No, yeah so like i've been playing through that because i really enjoyed the first one and again that's probably something i should try in vr as well um but i've been having a ton of fun with that it's more of the same if you know super hot you know it's almost a puzzle pretty much trying to figure out how to kill everybody without getting hit but i've been having a lot of fun with that that's been my go-to in between cyberpunk where i'm like i need a break from this i'm just gonna play a couple levels of super hot and then be good but yeah it's on uh game pass so Again, everybody I think in the world pretty much has Game Pass right now, so just download that. Yeah, one, well, just a quick couple updates. Now I think about it, one EA Play is not going to come to Game Pass Ultimate and PC until twenty twenty one. Now that I just thought about you mentioning Game Pass Ultimate, it you know just a just a small thing that if people were waiting for it to come to their PC, it's not going to be till next year. That's all. <laughs> yep. I mean, it seems like I'm the only one that did not spend all week playing Cyberpunk. Correct. So I have, I have a couple, couple games here to talk about. So, uh, all right. Obviously, I've been playing. Uh, I've been using my my VR a lot more. And going off what Craig said with Superhot, I mean, even before I had bought my my VR headset, it was, I one of my friends had one, and that was one of the games they had. Superhot. It's always fun in VR. I mean, obviously, you have to have the room to be able to to play it because you're going to be dodging around and trying to reach over and grab stuff. And if you don't have the room, you're going to be punching walls. You're going to be punching furniture really yep. hard at some points because you get so into this game. It's always, it's, it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, um, Phasmophobia, I've been playing in VR. Uh, to me, Phasmophobia is a great game. Uh, I love the way that it's made. Um, being able to play with your friends just makes it that much better. And even being able to like, it's only me and one of my other friends are the only ones with VR headsets right now. Everyone else is playing on, on PC. So 
it's always fun to be able to get him in the game and it's a lot funnier to play with someone in vr because they're seeing so much more than i guess most of the people that are just playing on pc are um i mean they even came up with a new map there was usually like two or no maybe four or five maps maybe before so you would kind of run through the same uh house over and over again just with different ghosts and stuff like that but they brought in a prison now and they also brought in so many more sounds to it like you go into this prison, I mean, you start out in the parking lot, it's gated all off, you walk in, they have metal detectors and everything, they don't go off, but the jail cells, so you can hear when you're walking around this building, you can hear the jail cells slightly open, you can hear them with the metal clinking together and just add so much more to it. But the sound effects are great on this new map. I love it. <laughs> I don't like that, I really we were talking about that before phasmophobia and like I really want to play it I don't know if I have the heart to play that in VR though I don't think I could it, it takes a little <laughs> bit to get used to because when I first recommended it it was one of my the other friend that I have Zach who plays on VR he has the quest too as well uh, he he loves scary stuff I have never been into scary games or anything like that so when we first played in VR it was just me and him so, of course, he he's like, oh, yeah, I love this. So he'll grab, like, the crucifix and a flashlight and the thermometer, and he just sprints in the house. And then there I am at the front door being all scared. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can do this. I really don't want jump scares and these things to happen. But after you play it for a little bit, it becomes less scary. Um, I guess for me, I would always have nightmares. Nightmares when scary stuff or I watch scary movies. and. Yeah. Being as it is, I work at night now, so I can play Phasmophobia. I don't have to go into work without a worry because I know I'm going to be up till 8 or eight nine a.m. in the morning. I'm not going <laughs> to fall asleep and have nightmares at this point, but it's a good game. I look forward to what else comes with it as well. This, this update, I believe, is coming on Christmas Eve. I'm not sure what they're adding, but the game has been very, very fun so far. I have no complaints about it. That's cool. Um... And I guess the other thing I've been kind of playing, I mean, I've we bounced off of Destiny 2 probably for the last month now with uh, Beyond hard. Light coming out. Pretty hard, yeah. <laughs> I, I bought Beyond Light. I got through maybe like four or five campaign missions, and I no one else has been playing it, so I really haven't been playing it. But we did, uh, we got back into Payday 2. Okay. Um, Payday 2 obviously is a lot older game but it is out on VR. So I went and looked back at it. I was like, you know, I have a couple friends who have it. Maybe I'll be able to get them back into it. And I mean, it's always been fun. Uh, I mean, incredible DLC they've been adding too. even with, I know John Wick is in there now. So, uh, payday two, I look, uh, to be playing it in the future. I think it's a good game and I look forward to seeing what other kind of missions I can play on it too. Nice. But that's it for me about the games. That's pretty much all I played. All right. So for for me and Craig, if you can't really can't already tell, uh, Cyberpunk's a buy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. And if you're worried about like bugs and stuff, then wait. That's perfectly fine. I don't really think this game's going to be going down in price in anytime soon. <laughs> it, but... I don't know. We might get a sale. Um, I would say like put an asterisk next to that, and if you're playing on a last gen console, maybe wait. I know they did release a patch this week that supposedly fixed a lot of the problems, but it still seems like there's a decent amount. 
So you might want to hold off if you're running like a, a base PS4 or Xbox One. Uh, I think sure. if you have like a One X or a PS4 Pro, you might be okay though. Yeah, ma- make sure you guys do your research. Yep. Is, is what I'm going to tell you. Digital Foundry, from all the research I've been doing, did a really super in-depth of how Cyberpunk runs on base PS4 versus PS4 Pro. If you're worried about how the game's going to perform, do your research, make sure you guys know what you're getting yourselves into. Because I don't want... we Craig and I can say it's a buy, but if you go into it and you're upset with it, you know, because of the bugs, it's not really... You know, we told you about them. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, ha- you have to do your own research before getting, getting into it. Because Craig and I like the same old... Craig and I like a lot of the same games and a lot of different games as well, but that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, if you've got similar taste, you may like it as well. So that's just something I'm going to preface with. Yeah. When it, when especially it comes to cyberpunk and how buggy it is. Yep. All right. So then uh, pretty much for that, we have movies. Yeah. Uh, movies and TV shows. And now one thing I'm just trying to think here before we go into the Mandalorian. The weekly Mandalorian portion. Yeah, the weekly, <laughs> the weekly Mandalorian talk. Um, I'm trying to think, was there big movie news this week or no? Not that I saw. We covered all the stuff coming to HBO Max last week. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The The only thing I can think about, um, this, cause I don't really watch movies. When I get home from work, I'm usually watching YouTube videos from the past night. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've gotten this addiction for the past six months. I've been watching one piece. <laughs> and I've been trying to push my way through that, and sometimes I hit a wall and stop. But um, actually, video game related too. Monster Hunter, I believe, is coming out Friday. Yep. The only problem with this is I played Monster Hunter for a very long time on PlayStation. Um, I'm sorry, but if there's not Nergigante in this movie, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> you, you haven't seen the newest trailers then. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I look forward to seeing the new trailers, but from the older trailers, I know there was a couple of the monsters you've seen from from the game, but I mean, come on. I, I need to see Nerky Gante in that first one. That's the only reason I want to watch. No, yeah, thanks for thanks for reminding me, though, Brandon, because I'm going to make sure to watch that this week as long as I can actually watch it. I'm not sure if I can or not. Yeah, it's funny because I saw like an ad on a YouTube video and I was like, coming this this weekend or whatever to theaters and i kind of was like wait there's still theaters open where are they at <laughs> <laughs> so i don't i don't think this is going to be streaming anywhere i think it's just theaters all right so then we're gonna we're gonna see what happens with yeah. with that but pretty much just from my end before the mandalorian talk almost done with alex Ryder, almost done with big mouth uh both still incredibly good oh you know what that's it all the star wars stuff that mm-hmm. Disney announced over the weekend. That is not something. And we Marvel, right? Or did yeah, we do yeah. Marvel? I don't remember. No, we didn't even do Marvel either. Okay. Now, with with both of these things, of course, this is Disney's money making franchises. Disney and Marvel. They're coming out. They put out new release dates for a bunch of stuff. Yep. For Star Wars, we're getting things like Bad Batch, Ahsoka, like t- uh, an Ahsoka show, uh, like Rogue Squadron. Which I'm, that's the one I'm most excited for. Yeah, and isn't and I'm pretty sure it's directed by the woman who's doing uh Wonder Woman. Yeah. As well. Patty that's Jenkins. Also not due until I think they said twenty twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, like you that. gotta wait. Yeah. 
but there was there was like a ton of you have the obi-wan show right and hayden uh christensen's coming back to play darth vader and i'm happy about that despite all the hate that everybody gives hayden christensen (laughs) uh, it's not his fault as as long as at some point in this series we also get another i have the high ground i'll be fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like ten thousand marvel shows coming yeah, I know we have things like the uh, there have been new trailers coming out for the uh, what's the what's the Scarlet Witch and uh, WandaVision WandaVision. That's yep. it. Yep. I, I look forward to that as well. And the uh, let's see here. We got a trailer Winter, for Loki. Yep. The Winter Soldier and yep. uh, Falcon got also a trailer. It's. A lot of good stuff for Disney, of course, and they need to just mm-hmm. because it really right now it feels like pretty much you really only have the subscription for Disney Plus because of Mandalorian. Yeah, I, I go into the Disney Plus app once a week right now, <laughs> and it's just for the Mandalorian. I know there's a lot of other cool stuff on there as far as like older movies um, and that kind of stuff. And I've watched some of it here and there. But for me right now, that's the only reason. So seeing all this stuff coming finally is going to be make it justified as far as what i'm paying per month yeah so we'll get into the mandalorian talk mm-hmm. this is the penultimate episode yep uh, so we've got one more after this and i am always surprised with how the mandalorian continues to kind of one-up itself in its episodes and this week Ooh. you know we've been doing spoilers <laughs> all week yeah uh we've been doing spoilers every every since and mm-hmm. So, so the big thing in this episode is there is an entire scene where Pedro Pascual playing the Mandalorian has to take off his helmet. Yep. And it's kind of this, you know, unreal scene where you're like, wait, he's taking off his helmet. That's how desperate he is to get Grogu back. And it's, you know, he's just so awkward uh, <laughs> about the entire thing. And a lot of people are praising his performance when he took off of it because a lot of people are saying in a lot of ways, it's kind of like an introverted person. You know, the Mandalorian kind of feels safe under his mask, but the moment he takes it off, he's this vulnerable bounty hunter. Yeah. And, and he ends up, he gets saved, right? So he's not the one saving in this episode. Yeah. And one, one thing I will mention too, is Bill Burr again, um, comes back in this and i was surprised to hear it was bill burr um, <laughs> that played that again only because i remember him from the king of staten island when he played pete davidson's kind of rival eventually becomes friend stepdad portion of things mm-hmm. and he was kind of big and he he, he kind of had a gut and in this in this film he's much more fit yep so i didn't even recognize him actually when he when he first came on <laughs> but uh the fight choreography is good, yep. and that ending when the Mandalorian sends that message to Moff Gideon, I was like, I'm so ready. Yeah, <laughs> and I I finally hope we get something with like that spear that yep. he's been holding on to, and I I just hope we get we get a lot more stuff when it comes down to it because it's this it, it's got it it needs to wrap up the season in a good way, but it also needs to leave like so, somebody going, oh yeah, that was awesome. So yeah. hopefully it kind of all ends in a satisfying or a pissed off way. We're going to see which way it <laughs> wants to take it. Yeah. And I remember back when the like first or second episode, and I remember saying specifically, like, hopefully we don't get like the middle of the season where it kind of dies off and you get some boring episodes. And every single episode this season has been fantastic. 
Like, I don't think any of them are like if you were to rewatch that, you'd be like, ah, I could skip this one. Like, they're all entertaining. Um, they're all they've been great. As good as the first season was, this one's like 10 times better, I think. So yeah, I'm, I'm super, super pumped for the finale. Please don't mess I'm it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. We're going to see how long it takes to talk about the finale next week. I'm feeling we're going to be spending a lot more time on it because we're both just kind of waiting for it to happen. Yeah. yeah. So with that, um, there anything else you guys want to talk about? Movies, video games, or anything like that? Brandon? Uh, not really. One thing, I'm not sure if you guys covered this, but due to everything that's happened this year, um, what would you say is one game that got you through this pandemic, whether you were stuck at home like I was for four or five months or something you kind of just grabbed as soon as you could? What was one game that changed your your 2020? Wow, what a question, Brandon. Dang. <laughs> uh... The first one that comes to mind, at least between like you and I, Barry, is probably Apex. Yeah, Apex. Apex allowed us to play together and continue to like um like have fun and make memories and that kind of thing when it i'm just trying to think i also probably have to consider when did when did the last of us 2 come out that was uh march or was it may and it was i don't remember it was either march or may it might have been may i'll have to look it up yeah because that that was definitely like the craziest single player like the experience that i had and i know it's kind of a cop-out way to kind of say that it was june Never mind. <laughs> it was it was right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. So it, I think I think in a lot of ways, yeah, I think The Last of Us Two definitely was a a, a single player game that, you know, I, I played that game and even you mentioned it, Brandon. You know, I put the disc in and you were kind of memori- mesmerized by it, and it did the same thing to me. And that's today the game I I literally put in like twelve hours in two days in yep. order to get the game finished or something. I- it was nuts. That's a good pick. Um, I think just because like you and I both kind of beat it in like two or three days tops. So it was a very quick experience. Um, I definitely think Apex for sure. Um, but I think the game that I probably played the most was probably Warzone. I think I'm trying yeah. to think back like that's that was my go to for, you know, I had like about a month where I didn't work. Um, and that was pretty much what I played every day was call of duty it was just the easiest thing to play and you didn't really have to think about a whole lot so call of duty last of us (laughs) i think that came out at a good time too when warzone first came out it was almost i mean i stopped working um middle of march i think maybe march 15th i believe was when uh my casino closed down Mm -hmm. so warzone came out at a perfect time where I mean, everyone was home, everyone could play, but I think I probably played that the most, but during that time, I mean, I, I played in a new Minecraft server with a couple of friends for maybe a month or two. Um, Destiny 2, I believe I got back into because I did not have it for my PC. I only had it for PlayStation. And, um, I mean, a couple games here and there. I mean, Age of Mythology, I remember playing. Warhammer Two, that a lot. <laughs> yeah, Age of Mythology has always been a classic for me. I mean, I love kind of those strategy and being able to make those armies kind of thing. I mean, Warhammer really takes it home for me because I love those huge armies and those huge battles that you can have in that game. 
What about, even though I haven't played it, what about Hades? I haven't played it, it either. Okay. I can't so wait. Hades for me too, yeah. No, it yeah. it definitely took a lot of it. I'm just trying to like remember, yeah, I, I definitely did put a decent amount of time to Hades and I did stream it right. a couple of times as well dur during that quarantine period. The quarantine period for me was different because I did work. Yeah. Um, during it, I guess I, I pretty much had my own quarantine after my injury. In yeah, you just came later than everybody else's. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my, my, my COVID experience is a little bit different because of that. But, you know, if, if I were to talk about kind of what, what game I played the most of during like having almost three months off, I went, I binge Destiny. In the, <laughs> and, and I think in a lot of the ways, the worst one. But yeah, during COVID, definitely hades definitely apex and definitely the last of us too i still brandon you weren't there when that scene happened but there is a scene where an arrow comes out you <laughs> and, the whistle. And, and the sound design for the whistle and how it sounded i jumped so bad yep it, it was the non-scariest thing i've ever jumped at but <laughs> yeah. it's but it's because the story was so good it's because you know it's there's so many questions about what that world has and it's still probably the moment in gaming that sticks out to me the most this year was yeah. that specific scene because i i spent a good minute and a half with the game pause like oh my god what was i need to get myself together that kind of thing yeah mm -hmm. that that game had multiple for me that one made me jump so big and then like just the anxiety when you're going through the basement of the hospital. Yeah. Like, my God. <laughs> that, like, I didn't even want to do that part because I was so, like, stressed out because I was like, I know something's coming. I just don't know when and I don't know what it is. And then when it finally shows up, I'm like, yeah, that's that's terrifying. So, yeah, that game had a lot of that. And we, who knows? We may end up getting another lockdown. So I guess we could revisit that if we end up having more time off <laughs> i mean for me i just started my second lockdown today i no longer have to go to work for the next three weeks but uh before i guess our uh, episode here comes to an end mm -hmm. uh, what games are you looking forward to in 2021 it depends on what's supposed to come out <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean like... obviously there's a bunch of stuff that's coming up but at least for me uh, we had the beta for New World, which is the Amazon kind of World of Warcraft, not even World of Warcraft almost, but the same gameplay. Um, I'm looking forward to playing that. I had recently played the beta probably in September for a bit, but I look forward to at least trying that out again. What do you got, Barry? So I for could... me, I'm definitely thinking Back for Blood, which is supposed to actually come out 20, uh, 2021. It's going to be something that's big. Yeah. I... I really look forward to God of War Ragnarok. If yeah. it actually comes out in 2021, like that, that's going to be another showstopper for, for them. And, you know, you know, for me, I, I'm really hoping we also get a new switch. I'm really hoping we get a new switch with a new Zelda game. Uh, okay. I, I really hope that Nintendo doesn't drag their feet like they did with the Wii U. And while the switch is and I know they're different consoles and I know the switch is selling like crazy, but you know, continue to support your games with your exclusives because for Nintendo and I guess Sony has kind of figured it out as well. Like you build this hardcore fan base with the exclusives that no one else has. And Nintendo is still the top at that while Sony is, I think, starting to catch up. 
in a lot of ways with what they've done with exclusives. So I think if, if anything, those are probably my three. I'm like, I guess more, more curious than excited, but like Halo Infinite for me, just to see what exactly that ends up being is one of them. If that comes out in the fall, um, I think uh, some other ones like the Gotham Knights, the Batman game, if that comes out next year, I'm super excited for that. Um, and then like, I'm still really excited for that Hogwarts legacy. Like, I really want want to try that out and see how it is. I, I enjoy Harry Potter and like an open world Harry Potter game. If done well, could be really fun. And obviously yeah. God of War. We can't forget about God of War. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's all. All right. Well, then other than that, guys, thanks for checking out the podcast. We are available on Twitch, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. If you are if you like the podcast, please make sure to give us a follow, share it with your friends. We also have a website, highsensitivitygaming.com, where we posted a couple reviews. We've had a bit of a lull here because we really haven't been playing anything new or to completion. We're going to have something for Cyberpunk, and I think both Craig and I will probably write something up for Cyberpunk. So look yep. forward to that once we, once we get through that. Look forward to the Cyberpunk 2077, like, soul episode, where we're going to go a lot deeper into probably what people have questions about with Cyberpunk. And if you guys have any questions, please make sure to email us at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. Other than that, you know, Brandon, thank you for joining us. It's it's I think it's nice to have the perspective of a PC player, considering that, you know, I I was PC during my injury for sure, but now I've pretty much gone straight back to the next gen consoles in in more ways than one. So, you know, thanks for coming on the podcast and I really appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, of course. I mean, anytime you guys need me, I mean, I'm I'm here for the next couple weeks, so <laughs> I I will probably skip out on the the cyberpunk because I won't have much to say about it. But uh, if we get towards the end of the year, if you guys need another uh need another host here, I'd I'd love to join back in. Yeah, Perfect. sounds good. We're we're glad you had fun. But then with that, thanks for all the support, guys. Please continue to support us. We appreciate it, and we will see you guys next time. Later. Say you.